0: What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the NerdWide Podcast, episode 69. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Everybody, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my good friend and co-host, Chris Rivers. Uh, Chris, we got to see each other this week for a very important movie. We did. And yeah. uh, I can't wait to talk about it. So spoiler free, of course, for now. And then later on in the year, we'll talk about, or later on in the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about spoiler palooza, just like what we did Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Quick housekeeping, because we've got a little bit of shows to talk about here. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting services of your choice. If you enjoy your show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on the podcasting on YouTube and the podcasting apps. If you want to give us a good ratings, you can do that as well. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment and let us know how we can improve the show. If you want to do more, you can always go to patreon.com nerdwide. There's three different tiers for three different monetary um, values and for three different kinds of perks and enjoyables that way. But Chris, how was your
1: week? Yes, uh, it was great as of Thursday. Thursday mm-hmm. on's been really good. Yeah, Monday through Wednesday, yeah.
0: just classic work and not fun at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. That was I mean, we you know we got home late Thursday night, so went off a little bit of low sleep on Friday. Uh uh-huh. But you know, went too bad. Grizzlies played Saturday, horrible. Turned it off, I think, in the third period. And then other than that, it's just been just been chill weekend. Nothing too crazy, you know. Yeah. Which is how well, I like them.
1: The Grizzlies, you know, they're doing better than the Preds are. So
0: Oh, the Preds not doing that well?
1: Uh, last I saw they're down three games to none. in oh. Colorado. Well, yeah. that's
0: not that's not like them at all either. No. No, don't like that. Mm-mm. Nope. Chris, I guess I want to talk about. You've been sending me pictures all week um having some hey. fun some comments well All this right. is episode 69 right those are the those are the private ones i'm not gonna bring those up but chris you've been watching a, a newer show to you what you've been watching this week
1: i started watching the boys yeah you did that yeah did. very dirty yeah it does especially on episode 69 right. how did just, this time out this way it's just how we work uh yeah i'm Four episodes in, I think the most recent episode is, um, see, I'm trying to remember now is cause I've just seen a trains race. Mm-hmm. Is that the same? I think that's the same episode as the, it is the same episode as the plane crash. Yeah. And I sent you a message and I was like, Homelander is an asshole.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I mean, they they it go is. so many directions with that show, and it's fun.
1: It is. It's it's very fun right now, and uh, Mother's Milk is in there um, <laughs> at this point. Gets better. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to I, how many. Do
0: you remember offhand how many episodes? I season do one has. I know two seasons. S- I don't think it's that many. It might have been probably ten to twelve. Yeah, if that many, might have been an eight. One. Let me see here. Because we've got uh, season three coming out uh, next month, yeah, and they haven't even given us a a trailer yet.
1: No, they've given us a trailer.
0: That was kind of the
1: partial reason that I wanted to go ahead and and jump into it. Because I was like, well, they're about to drop season three.
0: Oh yeah, we're we're definitely gonna watch that. And and let's see, the boys season one had eight episodes. Okay. Season two. So I'm halfway through season one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's it's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait. I could just season two. I mean, season one's great. Season two, even better. And I feel like season three is gonna be on top of that as well. They just they found the rhythm and they're running with it. They know what they can do, and that that no halt bar. Just let it rip is all that does. <laughs> and,
1: Star, they they definitely set Starlight up from the beginning to be the favorite. Mm -hmm. You know, because she's she's new. She doesn't agree with a lot of this,
0: right? But it gets fun. (laughs) Queen
1: Mavis is is certainly set up to be another Mm -hmm. another favorite because she's like,
0: what what have we what have we become? Mm -hmm. The plane scene with her is like her kind of tipping point onto something's going on. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, the reason I love that show is because it's it's what would happen if there were superpowers and superheroes in today's world where everyone's bought out by companies and sponsorships and everything like that. And that just, uh-huh. that's what's so interesting about it. Cause I, it's true.
1: I think one of the last scenes in the fourth episode was the very disturbing dolphin scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the deep. <laughs> the,
0: now the deep had goes through things and he goes yeah. places. <laughs>
1: But he he slams on the brakes in that van, and that dolphin just goes flying out the window, yep. and then oh, it run me, over by a show. tractor trail. <laughs> All
0: right, Chris, good. I'm glad you're watching it. We're gonna have to we'll have to review and recap uh, season yes. three when it comes out next month. Absolutely, because it's, whew, that's a fun one. But what we're watching right now, which I was very not happy with last week, was Superman and Lois. Uh, this week, so much better with uh, episode 11 of season two, Truth and Consequences. Um, overall, the the big, the beginning scene and the ending scene, possibly some of my favorite stuff that we've seen in a long time from them. I know it's been, you know, five weeks since we've had anything good from this show, but the beginning and ending scenes were just chef's kiss, just perfect, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, they, it was a good way to kick it off. And then, um, that ending. Wow. Finally. Uh, (laughs) um, I feel like, though, the episode title should have just been Truth. Right. Because we haven't seen the consequences yet. No, that's
0: going to be next week. Or not yeah. next week, excuse me. Next month. Again, we're yeah. back on a four-week hiatus away from right. Superman and Lois. So come back May 31st. and Now,
1: now you said that uh, Bitsy Tulloch tweeted out that it was COVID-related, yeah, right? Yeah, production-wise. Who in the world could be... Like, shouldn't that person just quarantine?
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a whole team or if it's rules. Because, you know, in Canada and Vancouver, they've got different rules than we do. That's true. Down here. That's true. And I imagine it's, you can shoot this much, record this much, but produ- I think it's post-production is what the issue is. And I, they've got different rules. I really want to find out later on in life what really went down and why it's like this. It's the same thing with Flash. Flash has these big hiatuses as well. So, There's a new show coming out for the CW I really want to see. They kept previewing it during this one. CW New. It's like a a Black Iron Man is the only way I can describe it. CW New Mm -hmm. Show. I wish I could remember the name of it because it it looks really good. I've heard of that. Mm -hmm. Tom Swift is what it's called. Oh, it's a Nancy Drew um, spinoff. Huh. And it comes on after Superman and Lewis. Huh. I'll be. Let me see if I can find a uh, talk a point here. Uh, series follows the serialized adventures of its title or character, an exceptionally brilliant inventor with unlimited resources and unimaginable wealth who is thrust into a world of sci-fi, conspiracy, and unexplained phenomena after the shocking disappearance of his father. Tom stakes the road on a quest to unravel the truth leaving behind the comforts of his usual moneyed lifestyle while fighting to stay one step ahead of an Illuminati, disguise, Illuminati scale group that's hellbent on stopping him. It's that's like they, in the trailer, they classify him as philanthropist, playboy, um, and like everything that, ty- that Iron Man's been described as. Yeah. So I was like, I am, I'm into this. Did not realize it was a spin-off ah. series though. Hmm.
1: That's interesting. Yeah.
0: So I'll be watching that. I'm still stuck on All America, um, All American right now. I am in season three, so I'm getting closer and closer. Which you know, season four just started on CW. So, right. Anyways, back to Superman gotcha. and Lois. So I'm going to CBR.com by Sam Stone for this one. The Inverted John oh, attempts to merge with his Prime Universe's counterpart only for Superman to return home in the nick of time to stop this with the Inverted Boy retreating. As Clark recounts to his family what he's witnessed back in the Inverted World, John begins to exhibit the same severe headaches that Superman did around Bizarro. Based on John's vision, Clark tracks his Inverted John to Smallville, but is unable to stop him when he's interrupted by completely unaware of Lana Lang, shocked after learning how much time has passed since he was in the Inverted World. So... This was really well done. I feel like the, the fighting scene where Jordan tries to, you know, jumps into uh, Bizarro Jonathan. gets kind of slung around right to the hay pile. And then you just know that Clark, and they were starting to merge. And then you see Superman mm. come out of the portal and just flying as fast as he can. I just thought it was such phenomenal storytelling and a really good scene uh, compared to last week's episode. And that left such a bad taste in my mouth.
1: Yeah. I, 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 love, I love the term inverted boy. It sounds yeah. like such a, a weird insult. Like, yeah. you're just an inverted boy.
0: <laughs> it's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back at home, tensions between Jonathan and Clark are reignited when he learns that John's girlfriend, Candace, is the one who's been distributing the x kryptonite drugs at a local high school, resulting in John's expulsion. Again, I mean, we've had a big break, so I already forgot about all that. I forgot that Clark was not there when Lois finds this information out. And kind of yeah gets a and quick course on what happened in the month
1: and that's the thing he's surprised because he finds out it's been mm-hmm. a month and he's like i was only there for like a day maybe." right
0: Oh, like I, I said, been, it must have been He was must been the portal or time works differently there uh the following morning morning lana is still troubled about how dismissive and distant clark appeared to be when the two briefly reunited the night before but she tables the matter to surprise her daughter sarah with her own car which, might I add, is the car that her and her dad are working on. So, yeah. like, it's a weird thing. Uh, that's yeah. a big muscle car. I don't know if I'd give that teenage girl that car, honestly. Right. But, you know, yeah. To each their own. Uh, a Sarah test drives her new car, she is menaced by John, who then proceeds to attack and kidnap Lana, using the inverted world pendant to summon Lana's doppelganger to this reality. It was very funny, I thought, it with you know, him walking to the side of the car. She's like, what are you wearing? And clear I mean, clearly, if if anybody's got a brain in this show, you would easily realize that something's off. I mean, we've we've right. had in this in this whatever Earth Prime we're in, we've had you know alien invasions, people taking over each other's brains and everything. He says, you know, I'm not from your world and all this other stuff, and she's like, okay, and just drives off. I'm like. Yeah, You wouldn't think that something's going on. Dressing completely different, talking weird, whatever. Uh I don't know. Teenagers, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lois learns from Sarah that her family is being approached by the inverted John with a girl unaware of what's truly taking place. Jonathan is frustrated that his father has been unable to stop his doppelganger while Jordan is upset that Lois seemingly spoke with Sarah behind his back, still reeling from the recent breakup. Superman tracks the inverted John and Lana down only to walk into an ambush where he is stabbed with several kryptonite shards while the evil John is horrified. Lana watches. That was brutal. I would have, you know, in all honesty, he should be dead. Let's just be honest here because, I mean, he had a big old yeah. chunk of kryptonite yeah. like, impaled right in his chest on, yeah. on top of all the little shotgun, little blasts of kryptonite. So I'm like, hmm.
1: Was it just me or did she seem to be going extra slow?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, she did. When, she was oh, panicking she's... and she was like sitting there shaking. And I was like, uh, let's go a little faster here. He's looking really gray and ashen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, I know it was for TV, but I would have started with the big one first. Because yeah. Yeah, that's, that's causing the most damage. And I wouldn't wait for yeah. it to be last. But that's yeah. that personally, that's just what I would have done. Uh, that, I really like wow. this episode. They're playing Jordan and Sarah's breakup. Jordan being just you know, head down all about the breakup. not really care about what everything else is going on. It's like classic teenager things. And he's just like, okay, well, why would you talk to her? And like, you've got a, your brother's doppelganger is here. And he's flying around and all this other stuff. But you're only worried about Sarah in your breakup. Which yeah, is and so even, funny to me.
1: And even after, you know, he, he writes the note to her. Uh, and he's wanting to give it to her. And she's, her first response is, dude my mom's missing classic teenager he's just he's just like well just he tries to give it to her like i, I, I just put it all down in here and right. she's like i don't want your note
0: which we you know future spoilers here and found out that he revealed the family secret in this note and nobody knew about yeah. it so well jonathan knew about it because he helped him with it um Let's see. The inverted Lana emerges from the portal, answering the penance call, only to run into John and Natalie as they excavate X-Kryptonite to power their experimental devices. Lana nearly kills both of them, but Natalie is able to incapacitate the supervillain and sends her back to her own world through the portal. Back at the inverted John's hideout. Actually, we're going to put a pin there. When she comes back to their house and she starts working on her own project, she's making her own suit, correct? That's what we kind of see on the monitor. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, we're getting steel. I'm really excited about this.
1: That's what no, I took Lee. it to be. Yeah. No well, knowing DC, who knows? But
0: yeah. Let's see. <sighs> back at the inverted John's hideout, Lana removes a kryptonite from Superman's body while Jordan fights the inverted Jonathan back at the Kent family farm. When the villain returns to finish what he started with his double, as the fight escalates, Jordan gains the ability to fly for the first time before the recovered Superman arrives on the scene to turn the tide of battle. Uh, again, very good scene. He you know, jumps up and flies. And I was like, oh my God, he's flying for the first time. And then he realizes he's flying for the first time and starts falling. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is well done. Very well done. Uh, the inverted John is defeated and, re- and remanded to military custody as the Kent family regroups in the immediate aftermath of such a harrowing experience. Shaken by everything that has transpired and encouraged by his family, Clark reveals his superhero secret to the real Lana, who immediately recognizes him as Superman. And all it takes, Chris, was taking the glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Uh,
1: sure. I, I did like the way though that they didn't leave it at that. 'Cause right. he take he takes the glasses off and there's this look on her face. But then he starts floating.
0: Did exactly what he did in episode one of season one with his boys. I was like, yeah. that's all you gotta do is just take the glasses off and fly. So <laughs> So at that point, you know, she's like, oh My God, you're Superman. Right. And then he, he even blows the tree to ice and What's That's what's it. interesting about that is uh, when he saves
1: Lana, like when or or when he takes her home, mm-hmm. she she can't not knowing at that point that it's Clark, right? Because she can't imagine this guy with glasses and what he would look <laughs> like. His, uh, she turns kind of over her shoulder and says, "Would you like to come in?" Mm-hmm. So she's she's trying to get Superman in bed, but then she realizes
0: she's doing the whole Lois thing. That, what happened yep. what happened at first? And that's yep. what like even during that conversation at the house she was like, you know, oh, what are the Kents going to say? We have to warn the Kents. And she said we got to I have to tell Lois and Clark. And Superman goes, and oh, you know, I think Lois will be okay. He never mentioned Clark at all. Right. And that's why yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's going to tell her now or she's going to figure it out, but th- she didn't. And I was like, oh, come on. Uh-huh. You got to be a little bit smarter than that. He he gave you a lot of hints just now. Yeah. And yeah. so but in the end, he um, does tell her, and I think this is going to get very interesting from here on out. I wonder what they're going to do, whether they're going to do the, okay, all everything's fine and dandy, or she's going to be pissed off and feel betrayed because he's had this secret the whole time, and they're supposed to be best friends, and she's never been told. I don't know what want, they're going to go with it.
1: I wonder, too, Will, because Jordan wanted to tell Sarah about him. Mm-hmm will they keep that a secret still but tell Sarah about Clark mm. and let and let her think, okay, that's why Right. stuff's been going on and he and not tell her about
0: Jordan yet. Right. It's, I mean, I there's a lot of ways they could go with it. I hope they handle it correctly. I don't want it to be the whole, oh, I'm pissed off at you because you've kept this secret for me kind of thing, which yeah. a lot of superhero shows, that's the trope that they use. I'm just like, okay, we're kind of past that. I mean, you would, if you came out to me, Chris, and said, "Hey, you know, I'm X, Y, and Z, the superhero of our Earth," I couldn't tell you, because to protect Shredman, that's awesome. Okay, thank you, but ha- let's you know, let's let's move past this. You know, I want to be the guy in the chair, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. That's, so I, I just don't like that trope anymore. That's me.
1: I, I I just think if they save the reveal to Sarah about Jordan, and only tell her about Clark, it gives you a storyline. For further to bring the him word. later on,
0: yeah. I'm down for that. I want, I want their dad, Kyle, to know. That's who I want. Like out of all of this, I just want Kyle to know. And I don't know how he would take it, but it would make so much more sense, <laughs> really. Yeah. So I, yeah. I miss him, and I'm, I want him in another episode. But the more people that know,
1: the more likely that it all spirals, mm-hmm. right? So I wonder. I don't know. I, I wonder how that's going to go.
0: Yeah. It's it's going to be fun. And, but, you know, we have to wait a month before it happens again, anyways. Ugh.
1: Now, where I, where I could see Lana getting upset with him is that uh, John Henry Irons knew. Mm-hmm.
0: Some random new guy.
1: She knew. Yeah. I, I, I don't think she would mind with Lois, because obviously they got together. Right. So... And they have a family.
0: Mmm. Uh, because it, it definitely runs deeper than than just, you know, that family. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Okay. We'll wait a wait a month to talk about that one again <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. On to Moon Knight, Episode 6, Gods and Monsters, the Season 1 finale, maybe series finale. We still do not know. We're going to tvline.com by Andy Swift for the recap here. Following one of the most chaotic cliffhangers in the history of the MCU, Episode 6 of Moon Knight, the grand finale, if you can believe it, picks up with this titular hero still very much dead, leaving only Layla to stop Arthur from freeing Amit. Is she successful? Not entirely. Thank you. Um, Arthur indeed awakens the giant alligatress, who in turn accepts him as her new avatar. But thanks to a message from Tower Rat. Um, Layla is able to free Conchu, who immediately tries to convince her to take Mark's place. She wisely rejects the god's offer, telling him, we'll work together without me enslaving myself. And the author says, yes, boundaries. So, Here you go. very cool way to start this. Giant alligator alligator woman. Uh, pretty menacing. They kill everybody in the little sanctorium, sanctum, what do you want to call that place, where all the gods gather. Um, uh, I thought it was very fun. And Layla you know, quickly is like, Mm-mm. I'm not about this life. I'm not doing this country. I've seen what you've done to Mark. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Meanwhile, Mark is not living his best afterlife. He can't possibly mellow out in the field of weeds, knowing that St- Stephen is still out there in the desert. So Mark ignores Talret's warnings and says, sayonara to paradise. The two Oscar Isaacs eventually reunite in the sands. And it really is a thing of beauty. Quote. I survived because I knew I wasn't alone. You were always there, full of hope. Martell, Stephen, thanking him for being there when life became too dark to handle. All of while this is happening, he's being turned to stone, just like Steven was. And it was very beautiful. The you know the heart, the um the two hearts being well, the heart being held in his hand, in each of our hand. He said, "You didn't abandon me, and there's no way in hell I'm ever going to abandon you." I was like, "Yes, this is the MCU storytelling I love right here." Right. Uh, Mark then appears to suffer the same fate as Steven, but when the heart between them begins to glow, they're both restored, and they start hugging, and let the hugging commences what this says. Um, Back in the land of living, Moon Knight joins the fight against Amit, occasionally shifting into Mr. Knight. Um, As they explain, we do come as a package deal now. And speaking of package deal, Concho agrees to release the boat if they help him defeat Amit. And they aren't the only ones making moves. Layla also agrees to become Talret's avatar, following a brief heart-to-heart about how she escorted Layla's father to the field of reeds. With their packed official, Layla gets a killer new costume, complete with, wait for it, wings. And not only one excited about her new look, look. one of the young girls in the streets say, Are you an Egyptian superhero? And she says, I am. Very cool way that Talret was able to talk to Layla. Only through Uh dead people. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, if it was uh, me, but I'm out. Nah, we're not doing this. <laughs> but, you know, Layla, a lot more braver than I am, I guess. So,
1: <laughs> And, of course, Layla, that's the debut of the Scarlet Scarab.
0: Mm-hmm. So. First Egyptian superhero,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is awesome. Just awesome. I mean, her, that was what was spoiled for me. Um, someone on Twitter posted that, the screenshot of her with the wings out and everything. I was like, oh, Okay. I didn't know that Talaaret would be her avatar or be her god, uh, but still pretty cool to me. I thought it was gonna be yeah. like someone crazy, like ISIS or um, Anubis of some sort. But you know, I'm okay with Talaret. I like keeping her yeah. around. Uh, Thus begins the coolest fight sequence yet with Layla and Moon Knight and Mr. Knight who also kicks a considerable amount of ass mowing down Arthur's followers while the gods do battle behind them. Really cool kaiju looking fight going on in the background in Egypt. Again, MCU, anything's possible. If I was a citizen anywhere on this earth I'd be like, all right, just another Wednesday. Here we go. Um, And just when it seems like Arthur has the upper hand Mark has another classic blackout and suddenly finds himself holding Arthur's limp body. No questions asked. I love that they put this little piece in there because we still have that third uh, personality that we don't, you know, we don't know about yet, but they've given us right. so many hints throughout the, the season and why not put one in the finale? And I felt like it, it was really well done because he was about to lose and it does the whole little flashing black screen, the black screen and he wakes up and Harrow's in his arms, just limp. Mark mm-hmm. and Layla drag Arthur back to the temple where they do a spell to imprison Amit in her avatar's mortal form. But when Conchu tells Mark to kill them both, Layla reminds him that he has a choice. Mark says, you want him dead? Do it yourself. Now release us. And I was like, yeah. Mark and Steven, you know, there are two pair, two peas in a pod right now, and I am all about this. And I think that was one of the coolest things about this episode was them switching personalities in the fights yeah. and then, you know, and talking and things like that. I was like, yeah, this is really cool and really well done. And it feels like the classic um, – Act 3 of one of these MCU movies where the, the conflict kind of resolves and then becomes even more superpowered with Mo- uh, Mr. Knight and Moon Knight. I thought it was really well done how they did that. Uh, and then it's, he says, now release us and now we are back. Uh, brings Mark back to reality, a.k.a. or the hospital where Arthur is his doctor. Only something feels different this time around. He says, You don't believe Khonshu and amen are real, Mark asks. When Arthur dismisses the gods exist, Mark totally replies, What if we disagree, Doc? What if we believe in something different? Arthur says the work will have to continue, but when he suddenly starts bleeding and doesn't understand why, everyone's perception of reality comes into question. Quote, While it's tempting to accept your diagnosis, Doc, we'd rather go save the world, Mark says. Later, Gators, is what Stephen says, and they awake it in Stephen's apartment, change to the bed, Judging his British awkward ego for maintaining such crappy living quarters. And that was the end until the post-credits scene. Uh, Arthur finds himself in a psychiatric hospital muttering about sand. He's escorted out by a mysterious stranger, one who appears to have killed multiple security guards in his efforts to spring Arthur. He's escorted into a limo with the license plate Spectre on it, where he's greeted by no, none other than Conchu. He says, Mark Specter truly believed that after he and I parted ways, I wanted his wife to be my avatar, Conchu tells Arthur. Why would I ever need anybody else? But he has no idea how troubled he truly is. Meet my friend, Jake Lockley. The limo driver turns around, revealing himself to be Isaac as a third personality, one the fans of the comics have been hoping to see for some time. Jake shoots Arthur, presumably killing him, then drives off. What a finale. I mean, yeah, Finally, we got Jake Lockley. I don't know if Arthur Harrow is dead. I, it's one of those things with the MCU where the villains of these shows could be killed off but could not be killed off. Because we don't – I don't believe characters are dead in the MCU until we see a body. Period. So
1: Yeah. The only thing that makes me think Harrow could be is he was never a big-time character in the comics. Right. He, like, that was his one issue of Moon Knight that he appeared in. Um so, it's possible, but I think they could bring Ethan Hawke back and say that Harrow was actually a different personality for this other character. Right. Maybe he was suffering from D.I.D. as well. It
0: oh, was so um, good. We never know. We still don't know about Harrow and Conchu. Like, what led him to be split from Conchu, and mm-hmm. why go towards, you know, comment, uh, so...
1: That's the other way they could bring him back, too. They could just tell that story right. in a limited series. Uh, when I texted, because I, I watched this before you did.
0: Yeah, you watched it.
1: I watched it the morning it came out. Yeah. And I, I didn't like the length. It, it runs, like, I think it was 34, 36 minutes. Yeah, another plus short that, episode. Plus the eight minutes on top of that for the credits and the post-credits scene. Um, but you had asked, when I texted you, I, you think there are any tie-ins to Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't obvious to me immediately where they were. I assumed they were in New York right, with Harrow, and so that's why I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I, could you be. Know, <laughs> could, we could see like a cameo in mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Um, because we know they were doing Doctor Strange reshoots back in what, February? Right. Um, but no, no Doctor Strange tie ins here. Um, mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't really tie in.
0: Didn't tie in at really whole period.
1: To yeah, really to anything. Um, Overall, I like the series. I think on it's on Letterboxd, you can rate the series as a whole, and I think I gave it four stars. Yeah, um, That's,
0: that'd be right where I'm at for it.
1: Again, would rather have had eight or ten episodes, and would rather every episode have been fifty plus minutes. Mm-hmm. But they right. make these decisions.
0: So. Yeah, it's. I feel like we should get you know feature length shows, but what do I know? But speaking of cameos, though, Chris, I'm going to yeah. I am going to the direct.com by Russ Milheim. It was recently revealed that two Marvel crossovers were cut from early drafts of the Moon Knight script. Now, head writer Jeremy Slater has revealed a massive Marvel cameo that he had to take away for the good of the show, The Eternals. In an exclusive interview with the direct, Russ Milheim, Moon Knight head director and executive producer Jeremy Slater, opened up about The Eternals' scrapped appearances from an early draft of the script. Slater revealed that he tried, every, he tried very hard to get the Eternals, specifically Kamel Nanjani's Akingo, into a flashback sequence set in ancient Egypt. According to Slater, three or four of the Eternals would have partaken in a big action sequence involving one, one of Kanchu’s avatars, yet the massively expensive concept was the main reason for its removal. He quotes, I tried very hard to get Eternals into the show just because I'm buddies with Kamel. I wanted some Kingo. At one point there was a flashback on the page that sort of showed one of Khonshu's avatars back in ancient Egypt sort of dealing with Ammit being locked away in Alexander the Great and all of that kind of stuff. You sort of saw this avatar team up with the Eternals. It was a really fun scene, but again, it was massively, massively expensive to recreate ancient Egypt to sort of bring in three or four of the Eternals to have this big action sequence. So.
1: And we we had talked when uh when the show first started like the Eternals we we could see them mm-hmm. at least some of them popping up in this um didn't happen yeah i mean it looks so, like we're right
0: on track though with what the writers were thinking kind of sorta yeah. but yeah still on track but i, it's, I hope it's for right season 2 but yeah it's weird, say, it's weird that they say
1: it's weird that they say Money was the the prime reason. I'm like yeah,
0: eh. it's it's uh, Disney and Marvel, you know. Y'all can do think, whatever. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> like make thirty minute episode shows.
1: <laughs> money wasn't the motivating factor there. I think it was just they they didn't want to tie it in right now. Yeah. They wanted it to kind of stand alone. And I think that makes sense, especially if they are planning to do something down the road where they bring moon Knight, and blade and Mm -hmm. ghost rider a number of these characters together werewolf by night no they they (laughs) could go that route and yeah
0: i want it so bad but maybe one day we'll get there but that was moon Knight season one i enjoyed it um like i said right around the four range four out of five star range um I still think hmm, I still as my list goes I put it as a solid I think I like Hawkeye better than this one. So I put this one at four on my list. You know uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier WandaVision Hawkeye and then this I think is where I'm at right now. Yeah because I didn't enjoy Loki that much. And what if is eh, you have to be into it. Which yeah
1: so I can't remember most. <laughs> I'm with you. I've I, I put thought into it at the time, and we we discussed it on one of the shows. I think it was right after. Which one? I think it was right after Hawkeye wrapped. Yeah. We kind of did like our order. I'd have to go back and. Yeah, I'd have to go and watch it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know where I would rate it offhand. Definitely above what if.
0: Yeah. do not uh, take much though.
1: No. <laughs> uh, not 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 that it was bad, but you know.
0: Yeah, just these live action. It, right. Continued stories, I think, in my eyes, are better. So. And
1: what if did foreshadow a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: And so. and some are in the movies. Yeah. Um. Quick news before we get into our movie, because I know everyone wants to know what we think of Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Number one, new Jackass series in the works at Paramount Plus. I'm going to Variety.com by Jennifer Moss. Jackass is heading back to the small screen with a new series from the original creators in the works of Paramount Plus, after to the immense popularity of Jackass Forever. Based off the success of Jackass Forever, we're working with the creators to continue the partnership with a new series, bringing even more ridiculous antics straight to Paramount Plus. Paramount Global CEO Bob Bakish said Tuesday during the company's Q1 earnings call Tuesday. I'm all in. I just I want more. Yeah. I love it. Always been about it, and I'm here for it. Next story: HBO Max is preparing another spinoff series from The Suicide Squad with the focus. On Amanda Waller. Going back to Variety.com by Joe Otterson. Viola Davis is eyeing a return to the role of Amanda Waller in her own spin off series currently in the works at HBO Max. Variety has learned from sources. Exact plot deto- details are mostly under wraps at this point, but sources say the show will build off of Waller's appearance at the end of Suicide Squad spin off series Peacemaker. Uh, it depends who writes and directs it. If James yeah. Gunn has his hands in this again, I will definitely want to tune in, but there's nothing really, she's not um, Nick Fury. Like if Nick Fury was getting his own show, I'm like, okay, you know, that makes sense. But Amanda Waller, I'm like, eh, maybe.
1: If they officially, because they haven't done it with this per se if they officially jumpstart Argus and get it going and start... But that takes us back to what Discovery said. They said that this is all a mess. Mm -hmm. We're going to reboot it. If you're rebooting it, why are you doing this? Right.
0: I I mentioned this was down the line already before the buyout, but but I wonder if they'll kill it or not.
1: I could see them killing it. Yeah.
0: I would, personally.
1: I could could see them killing it. Because... It's The the statement that came out from Discovery, what I took from it was, everything's going. Yeah. They're starting from scratch. That's why they said they're looking for their Kevin Feige. And that person's not in place yet. Right. So maybe they're just going to let this stuff go until, but the further along the line you get, the more time that passes.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The more you're going to have to kill and undo. Mm Mm-hmm. It just seems like a waste.
0: I wonder if they'll kill any of James Gunn's stuff because of how successful it is, especially with Peacemaker. I w- I they'll wonder. probably
1: they'll probably pull a Marvel, kind of like with the Marvel Netflix series, where they'll say, mm. "Yeah, that stuff exists. The characters exist, but we're not going to acknowledge that as canon." Yeah, we're we're gonna.
0: That's some things.
1: I but I do think there's, even though he's really good as Peacemaker. Yeah. I do think there's better characters that cena could play in dc mm. more mainstream potentially characters that yeah. he could
0: play oh one day we'll see it's hopefully it's not too far away because I, I really want some good superman stuff we're going to cw for the most part uh, number three cobra kai season five has been moved up to september 9th instead of it's new year's eve or least date like normal Ooh. i came out this early this morning with auto saturday morning with the trailer and it's awesome i'm all in i'm so ready for it and the last that's thing a i've got big here jump yeah dude it's a i don't know why they're doing it that way unless mm, they got it much. ready and they're like why not let's yeah. just go ahead and well run. They, they filmed it back to back cuz these kids are not getting any younger so right that's the way that i see it but i that's, that's one of those things that new year's holiday like, I'm just like, oh, yes, the new Cobra Kai season's coming out, and, you know, we binge it New Year's Day, but now we'll just have to do it on my birthday instead. So, I'll take that. Oh, no. Well, hi, Fury. Fury's back. Um, and it has been revealed. This is a big one that came out early this Sunday morning. The Sex Education Star, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, and I apologize, and I will learn it before I butcher it more. And Kudi Gatwa is the 14th Doctor on Doctor Who? I'm going to iNews.com/slash.com.uk. Gatwa 29 will become the 14th Doctor on the popular BBC show, the first black actor to play the role full time. Star of Netflix's Sex Education and Cutie Gatwa will take over from Jodie Whittaker as the Time Lord in Do- Doctor Who, becoming the show's first black lead. The BBC has announced Gatwa, age 29, will become the 14th Doctor on the popular show after Whittaker announced last July she'll be leaving the role. He says that he is deeply mm. honored and a little bit scared to be taken on the role of Doctor Who in a show that means so much to so many. He said there aren't quite enough words to describe how I'm feeling, a mix of deeply honored, beyond excited, and, of course, a little bit scared. This role and show means so much to so many around the world, including myself, and each one of my incredibly talented predecessors has handled that unique responsibility and privilege with utmost care. I will endeavor my utmost to do the same. I'm excited. I have not watched anything of Jody Whitaker stuff. I, it sounds like I need to. I've been meaning to, and just haven't gotten around to it. But with this guy coming on, there has been a lot of people extremely excited about this. And this is one of those things that's been rumored that we were, the next doctor is going to be uh, the first black uh, role. And everyone's been really excited. And apparently, this guy is really good in sex education. So uh, it looks like he's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to start, I'm going to get caught up, hopefully, before the new series comes out. So, yeah, but I'm about it.
1: Yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of first, right? Cause she was the first female mm-hmm. doctor. Now we're getting the first black doctor. Yeah.
0: And she was met with a lot of criticism oh. right up front and not a lot of people liked her. And I just, I fell off of doctor who after that last uh, season before her and just never jumped back on with other things coming up. But I am definitely yeah. going to start watching again to get caught up. So, cool and then releases this week i've got a big fat zero nothing coming out this week none yeah nothing all right
1: well on to movies we don't have a lot in film between the films and the and the news um have you been watching anything
0: else or uh no nothing movie wise uh
1: this week so i put one thing in movies that i watched um just because of the length of it, it was like an hour and a half long. So it's basically feature length. So I was like, whatever you can find this on YouTube. I don't know what other services it's on. I watched it on YouTube. It's called secret origin. It's a history of DC documentary, uh, narrated by Ryan Reynolds. Really? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's quite a few years old. I think it came out around 2010, 2011. Um, I think I've seen it once before because some mm-hmm. of it seemed familiar. So I've either seen it or I saw clips from it, but it's really good to watch to get an idea of, uh, the start of the company and how certain heroes were transitioned across different ages. For those who mm-hmm. don't know in comic books, you have different ages. You have the golden age, the silver age, and, and on. Um, Definitely worth a watch. And like I said, it's on YouTube,
0: so did they mention George Perez at all? Yeah. Do you remember? I don't think so. He's one of the like top the, uh, artists and writers and everything that died this weekend.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Neil Adams uh was was in there. Was a the big one. Yeah. He was in there.
0: Something, something um, I need to dip my toes into then. Yeah, just it's
1: it's a nice little. I mean, it's interesting, but it's something that you can watch while you're. I watched it while I was doing some stuff on MLB The Show. Yeah. So. Hmm. All right. Well, since we didn't have an actual movie to review this week, we're gonna. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just but we're not really gonna do a full review because we hmm. don't want to do spoilers. So. All right. Um Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. This is uh I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this right away. I gave it a four out of five. Yeah.
0: That's that's exactly where, where I lined up. Mine didn't change. I think that's what I said to you night of and still thinking about it since then I hadn't changed my my score. That's exactly where I'm at.
1: Yeah, from Thursday night, I, I don't think I put it in my I don't think I put it in my letterbox until Saturday. Yeah. So I kind of waited a little bit to digest. To marinate a little bit. Yeah, just just a little bit. So the gist of the story is that uh, Doctor Strange basically has to set some things right. Mm-hmm. And it, it centers around, um, this isn't really a spoiler who it centers around because she's in the trailer. Right. Right, America Chavez. The first thing you're going to see in the film is her with a different strange. Um, I've heard different names given to him. Yeah. Um, I I would just say ponytail strange. (laughs) Ponytail strange. (laughs) Um, I think he's been described as Defender Strange.
0: That's what I've heard
1: which is probably more accurate. Um, he's trying to keep a monster from getting America Chavez. And uh, does not, well, he succeeds, but he loses his life in the process. Yeah. Um, and she makes her way to our Doctor Strange's reality. And um, through, through a portal. We do find out one key thing that when characters in the m c u dream what they're actually dreaming about are their other selves
0: in other universes. that sent me through a loop <laughs> I, I'm thinking it, myself I'm like oh that's what all these dreams mean right now <laughs> well, it does make you wonder though it's like what if something like that does exist right
1: um because as as a side note. I saw a reaction video to this uh, video talking about how big the universe is. Mm-hmm. Just the known universe that we that scientists can see is so huge. They're saying that what they predict is beyond that is something like I, I want to say it was like 29 times the size of the current known universe. Mm-mm and so there's got to be other other people yeah there's, there's got to be other other there's, there's no there's way there's other other, you know what i mean but what if it's set up like that what if each of us has what we might call doppelgangers and we're connected things, to these other universe yeah some and some that,
0: weird psychological way yeah i'd be about it that sounds fun it does make <laughs> you wonder
1: um so the film basically centers around trying to save america chavez should we tell him who's after?
0: No, we gotta. I want to leave that to be a surprise. Okay. Okay. So, uh,
1: but he's he's essentially trying to save her and uh, and save some other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a very <laughs> vague
0: review. It's it's one of those you can't really do with like Spider-Man, you know, because we could do a spoiler-free view, review of it because of the trailer and right. or trailers. But this one it's like there's so many big wow moments. So that... what you know yeah. What what you know from the trailer?
1: And I, d- I never saw the TV spots. So mm. um but you know Wong is in this and you know Wanda is in this. Mm-hmm. Strange, of course, and America Chavez. Um. Well, it it was in the TV spot, so oh, the, the I word, Mort- Well, that but yeah. Mordo. Yeah, Mordo, specifically, and and the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. He he mentions those in a TV spot. So. The. Uh... <laughs> I know it, it's hard. <laughs> It's hard. It's like, oh God, uh, you know, because I
0: don't want to spoil anything. Right. Um, That's why like in a couple of weeks, it'll be a lot more, be a lot easier to talk about. Uh huh. But like, it's, I think I enjoyed this movie again. I, mean, I give it four out of five stars here. Yeah. And it's a heavy, heavy Sam Raimi movie. Like, if you're into his his horror style things like that, it's phenomenal. Um I never jumped at this one. I know my brother did and my wife said she jumped 3 times. And but it was there were several times I, I don't know if you ever heard me but I said "Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like Mm-mm, yeah. Mm-mm, nah, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so
1: we 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 can talk, right? Of course as you said Ramy directed zombie strange is Mm -hmm. in this now the the early footage that we saw everybody was like oh there's a zombie wanda there's not a zombie wanda right no
0: that's not a not a thing
1: yeah it was just the way it looked on on camera and and, yeah um but yeah the the raimi feel is definitely there bruce Mm -hmm. campbell that's not really a spoiler, because if you know Sam Raimi, he always puts Bruce it, it's Campbell. Like, in it's like it's one of those
0: things. He's in everything.
1: It's so. it's yeah. It's like when Stan Lee was still with us, he was always in a Marvel movie. So it right. wasn't a spoiler to say Stanley's in the movie. Um and his part's really funny. Yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, that. Um <laughs> uh, I I will say that America and Strange do go universe hopping. Mm-hmm.
0: That was a fun thing to see. That was, so
1: and it it's not a spoiler. So so let's give our th- give our thoughts on this universe. There's a universe out there where everyone is paint. Yeah, very weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so I guess if if you wanted to be a villain, you would be paint thinner.
0: Right, paint thinner. I hate you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh
1: the performances were fantastic.
0: Oh, I, why, Elizabeth Olsen stole the movie for me by her performances. Mm-hmm. And uh there were certain things in there that we'll talk about when we do like a big spoiler cast for it. But like there were certain things that terrified me in this movie. And there's one scene in particular that I can't believe was in this movie. Um I think I said out loud. Um, and I, know, I know for sure I said holy shit once. But I think me and you were the only ones at the theater that really cared. Or probably in the world that really cared about why yeah. I said that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, it feels great movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, not my favorite MCU project like uh, No Way Home was. I, that was a perfect love letter. It um, was such
1: but, a tough follow-up yeah i mean it's really is hard to do that uh,
0: but it i feel like as much i think this one was better than the first one um so it was a good sequel to it but i really enjoyed it make sure you watch wandavision first i mean you yeah. should not go into this movie without seeing that show
1: right and i'll say this you you mentioned in the theater that as it was ending i think the credits had started or something and, and you said uh you were a little surprised that this didn't push over into an R rating, and it is on yeah. that borderline. I, I, I feel I, like I it, have
0: no idea how it did not make an R rating. I feel like it's on the borderline. Just obviously,
1: from a language perspective, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But maybe they got away with it because it's superhero violence, right? Um, but there was a lot of—I think you were mainly talking about the imagery.
0: Yeah, because it didn't really show cases. it, but it it, it it didn't really show it, but it showed it. If that makes sense, yeah. So,
1: and and the way some of the deaths that occurred occurred mm-hmm.
0: were very yeah. very brutal. Yeah, so. and it shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> so, but that's strange multiverse of madness. Go see it, enjoy it, because it's uh. It's definitely a good movie. And I, I want to see it again.
1: We'll um, probably what, 2 weeks from now? Yeah, we we'll do, do 2 uh, weeks. 2 weeks. We'll do a spoiler review in 2 weeks. So, uh that that's going to be a lot more fun to talk about. Yeah. Cuz that, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Get into the nitty-gritty <laughs> of it as opposed to there's not much you can say without giving stuff away. Mm-hmm. Um especially that uh that post credit scene.
0: hmm Oh, I'm th- there's so many good things like for our personally for our enjoyments with our um properties, people, um, uh-huh. scenes and stuff that we love. It I just I, I can't wait really to talk about it at all.
1: Yeah. And by then, I'm sure people will have been spoiled to it if they haven't seen it yet. Cause
0: right. they'll do that whole thing where they show off. Uh, there's the characters in the TV spots and things like that. So they do that yeah. like after like three weeks of uh, being out. True that. Uh,
1: real quick, next week we don't have any shows, so we're going to do two movie reviews. Um, both are DJ properties, so I, I see
0: nothing wrong with that. You can kind of tell Tyler
1: influences. Uh, we are just going to go ahead for next week and watch Sherlock Holmes 2, Game of Shadows, and uh, also U.S. Marshall. And I'm going to have to check later and see if somebody died or what's going yeah, on. I do because know, you...
0: it's number one in the U.S. for movies on Netflix. Yeah, and, I've, and it's from no idea 1998. Right, so... Is there someone mention it somewhere and I don't know about it or what? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I don't, I'm I'm actually going to look real quick and see. Hopefully nobody kicked the bucket, but, uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything here. All right, cool. Well, Hey, it, it'll be a good movie. I've never watched it. Mm-hmm. I heard about it back in the day. Um, so, a I little just, more Dr. Strange talk here.
0: I Googled what? it. Apparently, everyone's Googling it as well. It says, why is U.S. Marshals trending on Netflix? And nobody knows why. And it's like, three hours ago, comicbook.com said, surprising, Robert Downey Jr. movie's number one film on Netflix. A day ago, a forgotten Robert Downey Jr. film is burning up the charts. And then, just, it's topping the charts everywhere, it looks like.
1: I wonder, I wonder if he tweeted about it, just like a random tweet. Right. And everyone that follows him is...
0: Just like, I don't know. Huh. And every you know, when I were talking about it, everyone else is talking about it. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, from
1: IGN.com. Uh this was updated today.
0: Yeah, I was up, right? I I had to make sure it was updated today.
1: Um Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness wins the domestic weekend box office with 180. Million dollars globally, it has earned 450 million. And the article is by Adam Bankhurst. Um, It won the weekend box office domestically with ticket sales of 185 million. It also secured the 11th best domestic opening of all time. Uh, I'm looking for let's see, it mentions that. It surpassed all other COVID-era MCU films except Spider-Man No Way Home's $260 million opening. So basically it surpassed Black Widow. Yeah, that um,
0: doesn't take much. And Shang-Chi.
1: Yeah, that's right, Shang-Chi. Um, I wanted to see further down here if there is any mention of its Friday numbers.
0: Oh um
1: I'm not seeing it. No. I don't think they included that. But I saw a post where it said that Friday numbers were like $90 million. Mhm.
0: And they were expecting it to cross over the 200 million uh but never did. Close, but not.
1: It's also a Mother's Day weekend. Yes. So that's that could be why people mm-hmm. might be you know, I, I could see a deal where people are like, Well, it's Mother's Day weekend, we'll we'll go see it next weekend. Yeah. I think I think it'll definitely have a strong second weekend.
0: It made thirty six million on Thursday alone. So it was crazy. It's just, it's just it's still mind boggling to me. It's oh like, yeah, Eternals came out during the Covid era too. Yeah. Nothing. It's it's a weird one to do. It dethroned the Batman.
1: Um, it's the biggest opening in 2022, dethroning the Batman's 134 million dollar first weekend.
0: Are we surprised though? Not really, though. No. No. And I think Thor: Love and Thunder is going to surpass Doctor Strange. If I had it's, to guess,
1: it says uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness earned another 265 million internationally, bringing its global tally to 450 million dollars. If it crosses the one billion mark globally, it'll have to do so without China, Russia, or Ukraine, as the film will most likely not
0: open there. Yeah, because um, there's one small scene of a homosexual couple, and that's it. That's why China, Syria, places like that will not air. Obviously, Ukraine or Russia will not be for well, war reasons, but
1: you know we're airing it here, so that's really all I'm concerned about. Right. As long as I can see it, mm-hmm. um, it does note the original Doctor Strange earned 85 million its opening weekend.
0: I just double it. Really okay, important. yeah. Here,
1: here's here's the Friday, and the sequel flew past that on Friday alone with 90 million in ticket sales. I'd say it's doing all right for yeah, itself. Yeah, I, th-
0: I think it's going to do okay. I think they're going to get their money oh. back. <laughs> and then some. Right.
1: Now. Tyler, you also added a news bit here of a film that we're going to review when we can Mm -hmm. finally see it. This comes from ComicBook.com's Jamie Jurak. Baz Lorman's Elvis debut's first clip earned seal of approval from daughter Lisa Marie and granddaughter Riley Keough. Uh, it notes earlier this year the first trailer for the upcoming Elvis biopic was released by Warner Brothers and featured once upon a time in Hollywood's Austin Butler as Elvis Presley. Elvis was helmed by Baz Luhrmann, Moulin Rouge, and The Great Gatsby, and also stars Tom Hanks as Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Earlier this week, the iconic star's ex-wife Priscilla Presley took to Facebook to reveal she's seen the movie and gave it her seal of approval. Yesterday, a new clip from the movie was released, and Presley shared it to Instagram, adding more praise for Butler's performance. Um, This looks like it's going to be really, really good. I saw the trailer, and then I tweeted the trailer to you, or Mm -hmm. I sent it to you. The footage that they just showed at um, CinemaCon no one has seen that wasn't there. It mm. was like an extended trailer, and it hasn't been released yet. I don't know if that's I a cinemacon that kind of thing, thing. I or
0: hate that. sure or with the rest what. of us okay
1: yeah, but it it does open june twenty fourth um, I'm curious to see the the thing about it is this he's obviously still really popular, mm hmm Uh, he's still, I think, ranks top 10 in money-making celebrities, and he hasn't been alive for over 40 years. (laughs) Um, That's an annual list that comes out, and he's usually still in the top 10. Um, But I have a feeling this is going to do for him with young people what Walk the Line did for Johnny Cash.
0: Mm -hmm. I am 100% in the same boat.
1: I think it's just going to – but I also – there's a little part of me that worries because of the <sighs> culture that we live in now. Yeah, with cancel culture and everything. Because people familiar with the story know that when he met Priscilla, he was 24 and she was 14. Yeah. So uh, I wonder.
0: I wonder I kinda if they address that in the movie, or just kind of let it slide. Just not talk about age, maybe. Maybe uh, we'll see.
1: But that's the only thing I'd be concerned about. The, the cancel culture people will get up and be like,
0: "Yeah, that was wrong." It's like, uh,
1: <laughs> "She, she was fine."
0: Yeah, she, so she, she's still doing okay. So
1: yeah. <laughs> well, she, she also claimed for years that nothing happened until they got married.
0: Yeah, that works then.
1: She was there. She'd know.
0: Yeah. So she, you know, first hand source. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not hearsay. Right. If you've been watching the Johnny Depp trial, you know all about
0: God, uh, what a what a trial, man, what a trial, dude.
1: When uh, when Johnny Depp's on the stand going, I know, right? Objection, hearsay. Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> I hope he gets every penny owed. Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. something else too, man. He, I know, this is a little bit off a tangent, but you know, Disney and Pirates of the Caribbean laid him off as soon as that was said. Oh, something. Mm-hmm. Amber said something. And then he's coming this trial and they've asked, you know, would you go back to Disney? He said, nope. Not even for $70 million. He said they treated me, it was guilty until proven innocent. And I was yeah. like, oh, God, I kind of hate that. It's, that. That's what he says too, is it's, I made this movie series what it is. And he goes, I put my own money into it. And, you know, I've put blood, sweat, and tears in it. And to be treated like that off of, just her saying that. I'm like, I, I hate it for him so bad, but yeah. he said, he'll never go back. So I'm like, Well, you can't do Pirates without him, so
1: All right. It also means though that he'll probably never do a Marvel movie. Yeah. He could he could go DC. Uh yeah. Which He has done with
0: I, uh well, I don't know if he will though because they did the kind of the same thing with um the uh Fantastic Beast. Because he was in that, too, and then got removed from it for the same thing.
1: I wonder, though, because if he went strictly to a DC project, like if if she's never brought back to Aquaman... God, he, I don't and, want her in that movie. And and he <laughs> enters the DC universe, kind of like, I'm in, you're out kind of thing. Right. I'd be okay I with that. That'd be a slap in the face. I'd like it. <laughs> but it, um, I wonder if it'll change the way all those things have been going. Right, you Because, know? like he said, you know they just took her word mm-hmm. and blackballed me, basically and lost everything. There have been college athletes that have had um, people say, "Oh well, this person assaulted me, sexually mm-hmm. assaulted me, or whatever and would admit later, well, no, they actually broke up with me and I just wanted to get back at them. But oh. by then, the team that they played for released them. The schools kicked them out. Mm-hmm. All that's done. And there's no repercussions for the person no.
0: making the false claim. They should go to jail. That's just... They They disaster. really should.
1: Maybe she will. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway.
0: They're, she's a celebrity. They don't ever go to jail.
1: No, she'll get that Martha Stewart prison. Right. Um... Releases this week. This looks like a good movie. Uh, it's the remake of Stephen King's Firestarter. In cinemas, May thirteenth. So the little girl in it, she looked familiar. And I was like, where have I seen her? And my first thought was maybe I saw her in a Marvel movie or something because I watch a lot of that. She was the daughter in the first arc first story arc of this past season of american horror story mm. so that's where i'd seen her uh she's really good okay so this might is probably be gonna be to a really thing. good movie
0: okay
1: it might be something to check out um and if you haven't seen the original check it out stars drew barrymore good watch hmm. on the games tyler
0: let me tell you not a whole lot going on. like it's we're ramping up to the the month of you know the E3 time ish. you know obviously E3 is dead now, but we are getting to that showcase time. Uh, don't really have a lot of gaming news. so I've been playing Destiny 2 and Guardian games came out this this past week, which is their yearly summer Olympic style games between the three classes. and you all battle it out kind of stuff and donate uh, medals to win. Last year, Hunters won. The year before that, Titans won. Obviously, I'm a Titan. You know, I got the pillows behind me. And so far, though, Warlocks have been winning this past week. And just out of control. And we cannot have that. All right. So, I need everyone to log in as Titans and win. Uh, other than that, Chris, you been playing anything crazy fun? I've just
1: been – the show dropped a new program, and we only had like three weeks to get it done. So, I've just been
0: oh, that sounds grinding right. that. Yeah. Yeah. I just want you like to at play least, that nothing else.
1: <laughs> yeah, plus to finish it, it's 150 more XP to finish this one than the last program. 150,000 oh, okay. more. So it's like you gave us about 10 days less and added more XP to yeah. finish it. So, uh, Sounds all yeah, right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's only like something they would do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> notable new releases this week. Evil Dead, the game with Bruce Campbell. Uh, comes out on everything May thirteenth. Again, nothing really coming out anytime soon. It's backlog season. I'm still be playing Destiny. I jumped back into been playing Persona Five Royal, which I am. I feel like I am almost done with. I could potentially finish that within the next two weeks, which is what I would Mm -hmm. like to do, so I could jump into something else. Uh, I'm like three trophies away from the platinum. So Evil
1: Dead the game. See, that sounds like um.
0: Sounds like something you should stream yourself playing. Did you ever play the Friday the Thirteenth or uh, the Predator games? Or remember anything about those? Because that's in the past, like two or three years.
1: I started Friday the Thirteenth. Um, it's the same people. I did not start the Predator game. Friday the Thirteenth, what I played, I thought was good. Uh, that's always such a weird series. I had the original for Nintendo. Yeah, and it, it was. It, it was because whether you play as Jason or whether you play as a camper, you have to you have to basically just follow people. Mm-hmm. If if you're him and and try and catch him, and it'll kind of some of it's just wandering around till right. till you start getting the marker that shows you where someone's at or. So I I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> I I'd, I'd like to go back and finish it and just see if I was missing something. Right. Um but it uh I I don't like to have my hand held on games like that. Mm-hmm. But I want a little bit more than what they gave me. You know, like right. I I don't want to just wander through the woods around Crystal Lake until I'm oh,
0: listening look. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, I know the Predator game was like a big upgrade, and this one's supposed to be another upgrade as well, uh, as far as like that fun factor and things like that. So we'll see when reviews come out. I don't think reviews have, are out for this yet. I know previews are, but not reviews. So it's kind of we'll should be this odd week,
1: with it, with it dropping that soon because it drops, uh, would you say May thirteenth? Mm-hmm. You would think some reviews would already be out.
0: I imagine it'll drop Tuesday or Wednesday it just depends like with with games like these it's sometimes it's a good thing or a bad thing that they haven't dropped Mm -hmm. yet so it just depends on the game but it's it's for the people that enjoy the Predator and then Friday the 13th game it's exactly it except it's with Evil Dead series and not them so we'll see when it comes out might be a fun one to to look into sometime down the line but yeah yeah, I think I gotta play
1: I think tell, uh, Telltale would do, would have done really well with, like, oh. Evil Dead and Friday the 13th. I miss Telltale.
0: Aren't mm. they coming back?
1: I thought I heard that they were Yeah, restarting. it's like
0: a new subsidiary. Not really a new subsidiary, but it's like some of the old people are coming back for it and bringing it back in. We haven't really heard much. I know they're doing a Borderlands 2, uh, Tales of the Borderlands 2, rather. They announced uh-huh. that a couple of weeks ago, so we'll see what, what else. I know The Wolf Among Us 2. Is a thing. I have not played the first one. So I need to play that one. I think it's on Game they, Pass. Should do
1: a, they should do a boys game.
0: Oh, I don't know how you... There's just, just blood and guts everywhere. Is all that is. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, this has been this week's episode of the NerdWide Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We all hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms and forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcasting apps. On social media, you can follow NerdWide on Twitter, that nerd underscore wide. You can follow me personally at Ty underscore Haynes. You can follow Chris at MavTN7 on Facebook. Just search up nerdwide.com. We'll be the first one there. Click us and follow us there. Twitter and Facebook, both of them, send notifications out as soon as the podcast goes live on audio. So make sure you are there. Uh, Obviously, YouTube is first. But guys, this has been this week's episode of the NerdWide Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we cannot wait to talk to you next week with a movie episode. Talk to you then like you guys